Welcome to Savage Starlight, the officially unofficial podcast for The Last of Us on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about season one, episode seven, titled Left Behind. Aaron, what'd you think of this episode? You know what? This felt like a DLC. It felt like, hey, do you love the thing that you played? Do you want a little bit more of it? Uh, do you want to extend that experience? Is it going to be a vital part of the experience? Is it going to be even maybe ca- capture all the high highs of the the main thing? Probably not. But but it is it is more of the thing. So like I said, it, it's enjoyable, and I think I like halfway through. I was like, man, I don't know. Um, this is okay. But I think the end kind of brought it home. And I got to say that it's been however long. I, I played this like two months after it came out, the expansion, um, mm. quite a ways, like maybe, I don't know, how, what, whenever that was, like a year after the main game came out. And uh, I enjoyed it and I played it, but I, I have almost no memories of it versus the main game, which I remember quite well. So I, I just feel like, yeah, this is, this is extra material. This is an expansion. Um, but because of that, it just, it, it it doesn't feel quite as uh as vital and well integrated as I think it could be, but also I don't know. It also gives you a little insight into what's going through Ellie's head. If you think, oh man, she should just turn around and go back to Tommy and she'll be safe. She doesn't mm. want to lose anybody else. She's yeah, not responsible yeah. for anyone else's death. Um, curious what you thought about it. I I, could, I don't remember. Did you play Left Behind the expansion? Uh, you know, I can't even remember at this point. If I did, it's been so long that I've forgotten most of it. I'm sure these beats follow pretty, pretty much in line with that. Um, I don't sense any major diversions. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't think this was a vital episode, and. Boy, in in that I I like hold it up against the Bill and Frank episode, episode three, and yeah. I'm like, man, was this as good as that? And my answer has to be no, no. Not that it's bad. It's just I felt I felt myself going, is is it worth spending this much time on this? When I at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, I want to see what happens next with Joel and Ellie. That that was like the driving force of this episode uh in the beginning i want i want to know what she's going to do i want to know how that's going to play out um and then it gets sidetracked to the mall uh and it, like you said it's not it's not vital and i think that's that's the real sin of it if there is real sin i i think the, maybe I the other use, thing yeah i don't know God, if i want to throw a sin but yeah it's it's definitely super it's where it misses the mark for me um the, yeah. the other place it misses the mark i guess is i really wanted to see the end i i wanted to see how it plays out in the mall i i don't know that i like that there's just like well imagine the rest at the end right. like we know what happens right so just imagine the rest i i really wanted to see that because the it started to get to something good. Like you said, yeah. at, the, at the end of this episode, it started to really pick up. Um, and, and I felt like it was cut short and I, I don't know. I, I wanted something more. I wanted to see that whole story. Like we did in episode three, right? We see it from beginning to end. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of what I wanted. If we were going to spend a whole episode on this, I think I hear what you're saying. You're saying that you think that, uh, 
uh, older gay men are inherently more interesting than younger queer women. Uh, obviously, and, obviously, uh, you yeah. think that they're, they, they, we shouldn't <laughs> ever get any more stories along these lines again. Cause they're, they're boring. Uh huh. Yeah. That's probably right. Not good. Not good to watch. So, mm. uh, bold, bold. We'll see if people agree with us. Uh, T Lou at Bob. Uh, obviously yeah, not no, what I'm I, saying, but yeah, I, I, th- it's just, I, I think I wanted more. I wanted more from it, I guess. God, I wonder if the in the game if it ends that way too. I didn't think so, but again, it's been a decade, I yeah, think, I since know. I played it. Um, I'll have to watch some YouTube videos or something tomorrow. Uh, I but I did. I I really liked um, the the way the energy changed between you know Ellie thinking this was some kind of like you know uh, I guess power ego trip versus her realizing that her friend's gonna go away versus her kind of getting both of them kind of getting up the courage to confess their feelings for each other. And, um, mm-hmm. I, I thought, uh, like I said, I, it, it all really worked and it kind of snowballed to the end, but it just felt like there was like a good 20 minutes where it, you know, I, I felt like the episode couldn't quite get things together. And mm-hmm. also, um, I really think it's a mistake to show the infected waking up because like it, what that they were on a third wonder of the world and that thing like and it was what it was just got lost it fell back asleep it uh got got couldn't figure out how to escalate it got stuck on the it was going up the down escalator for like uh uh-huh. 15 minutes yeah, I, yeah. I that felt like you know number one like i have i ever seen one of those dudes stuck against the wall get up in the game is that a thing that happens not that i remember Maybe it maybe there's a type maybe maybe I don't know but I I so I thought that was kind of odd because I thought that was kind of like gospel like if they've tur- if they've hit the kind of like uh, fruiting stage where they're just like pace against a wall sending tendrils all over they're pretty much done um, so I didn't like that and then I, I felt like it's an unforced error to show this guy getting up and then it's like 15 minutes. I don't know. It did something weird to the pacing. It did something weird to because because uh, the whole time I was thinking like, oh my god, this is a lot of light. This is mm-hmm. a lot of noise. This thing used to be you know full of uh, plus. I played the expansion, so I knew things were going to go down. And I felt like yeah, the callback was weird where it happened and when it happened in in the universe. So I'm trying to think if I if I know if I knew what was going to happen from the show or I knew what was going to happen from the game. Because the entire episode, I'm waiting for it. They didn't need to show me that infected at all. I'm I'm yeah. waiting for it. I'm on right. yeah, yeah, high yeah. alert. Um, and it's super tense. And and I think they did a really good job of of just prolonging that in, that tension the entire episode. Because every time they'd make some more noise, and everything they did was a little bit more noisy, right, and a little bit brighter, yeah. and yeah. I do wonder after watching this episode, right after you know the the kansas city stuff it makes me wonder why ellie was so joining in henry being so gleeful about the tunnels being obviously empty and such because like Mm -hmm. just a few weeks ago she went on a a similar flawless trip that ended in disaster because you just can't ever be certain when things are clear in this world and she was like you know kind of uh, like nanner nanner boo boo yeah everything was fine joel old, old man joel's worried i but i guess she is 14 mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah you know playing expansion you, you play like a year after you play the main game and you forget all those main beats and like you know the timing and everything but um 
you know, putting it, put it in here. And cause, cause chronologically that's exactly, this is how it exactly goes in the game too. Like this, this whole left behind expansion is set in the period of time between Joel getting stabbed and, and the, the, presumably the next episode. So it was all in context. And I, like I said, I appreciate the context of her, you know, deciding to not do the logical thing, but to do the thing that is going to keep the person that she loves alive, you know, and mm-hmm. also like I'm if if and if this doesn't work, I guess I'm ready to die too. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's obviously part of her personality that she feels this deep sense of loss and like yeah. like she says at some point, everybody who she's ever had has has gone in one way or another. Um and it, I, I really do feel like that emotional beat where she's you know, pleading with uh, Riley not to go, not to run away mm-hmm. with the fireflies is her doing, you know, doing the same with Joel as he's laying on the floor dying. Right. For sure. Um, For sure. I, I felt all that connect and it worked. And I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's something about it just didn't hit me as strongly as some of the other stuff they've done in this episode or in this series. I thought that they the another good part again I I really liked the last third of this episode. Um Ellie and Riley's reaction to being bit. Like mm-hmm. the certainty that you're going to die and like how like Ellie realized she went from like oh my god that's the most incredible thing this is like you know like the night that you've ever had as a 14-year-old in your life. You know, you finally work up to confess your, to your crush and she requites the feelings and then you have this like fucking knockout drag out fight and you think you won. Uh, through teamwork and then you find out that you're dead and you just as you're processing that you found that your best friend's dying too and then like what mm-hmm. um, I think that's man that's fascinating and terrifying to like you know to know you're going to die and there's nothing you can do about it whether that's in a year I mean obviously it can happen <laughs> sure, anytime we should all we discussed yeah. mm-hmm. but like yeah like when, when it's like not theoretical anymore when it's like you know you've had a massive dose of radiation in Chernobyl and you're going to die you just got bought by, bit by a zombie you're going to die the doctor just said mm-hmm. you're riddled in cancer you got six weeks to live like that the psychology of that I think is fascinating. And when you're 14 at peak invincibility, you're not even thinking about even in a, de- in a world like this, that's surrounding death. You're probably not thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I thought that stuff was really good. And I thought Bella Ramsey, it's like, I, I don't know what it looks like for a 14 year old girl to, f- you know, have all these experiences and be just starting off in life and then realize it's over. But I bet it looks a little something like that. Yeah, I, I love the way it switches um, the the focus of her attention from when she realizes she's bit, she starts screaming, right? She's pissed off, just shouting, no, no, no. And then she realizes Riley is bit and it changes. It's like, it's not an anger now, it's a sadness. And I I really yeah. like that switch. I think that was a, a really great moment. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to follow it to the end. <laughs> Yeah. Now's the time to endure and survive. We'll be back with more Savage Starlight. Just so we're clear about back there, it was either us or the ad. Welcome back to more Savage Starlight. Uh, some good jump scares. You know, I thought the they had the one dead guy where it's like, man, is he looks fresh. He looks like he might have tendrils start popping out of his mouth. And <laughs> uh-huh. just as they're leaning in and turning her back, he just like falls through the floor. It's like so good. I thought the uh, Halloween store jump scare was pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. um, I really loved all all the 
delight and wonder of, of Ellie going through this mall. Like, can you imagine? I mean, an arcade is a magical place in our world after the apocalypse when there is oh, nothing God. like that. It must... Just imagine. <laughs> yeah, it must literally be. And, and Ellie's not a survivor, right? She was born in this world, so she's uh-huh. literally never seen anything like, you know, peak peak uh, neon mall arcade, right? Yeah. And, I mean, it's every little kid's dream or at least it certainly was my my dream as a little kid yeah to oh, yeah. bust open that change machine take every coin out of it and just stay there for a week playing games <laughs> and that's exactly yeah. what she could do here um i think there's going to be a lot of video game fans being interested in pearl jams all or none which uh as far as i can tell is recorded in 2002 which is just before the fall um i really liked it do you recognize prax from the expanse of course yes of course it's good to see prax he was the officer that was telling ellie that she needs to apply and uh not waste her life we're, we're going to start taking the uh listener questions and topic suggestions here in just a minute uh do if you're here uh and, and you're watching us make sure you're putting that into youtube chat no other chat or comment interface because we won't see it um but yeah we're, we're gonna we're i feel like we're gonna be switching over to instant talk mode here in a bit uh, another Savage Starlight appearance. Not just that, we actually got some uh, some pages. I'm going to be freeze-framing those and, and uh, pouring over them over the next oh, yeah. day or two. Yeah, people are going to probably be making props. I, I've seen people making the tickets, the Fedra meal tickets. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I can see people making Savage Starlight comics. Hell yeah. Did uh, There's a ton of uh, video game nods and Easter eggs. Did you notice any? Video game nods and Easter eggs. Um, not off the top of my head. Okay, so there's three that I saw. One, Riley shining the lights in Ellie's eyes and annoying the piss out of her. That's actually something mm. you can do in the video game. Oh, the all, oh, all yeah, the characters. Yeah. I it, maybe maybe in the maybe you have to wait until the remaster. But I thought it was in the original. Like you blast someone. Most times in video games, you blast someone in a dark room with and light. They just stand there like a mannequin. They don't care. In The Last of Us, they like they like squint and put their hands and kind of act, act annoyed. And it's really it's really fun to just like you know walk right up and just like just just turn the high beams on. Um, I thought that was really cool. Uh, pipe bombs. Love seeing some improvised pipe bombs. God right. love a pipe bomb. If you're going to go into a fight with a with a bloater why not pipe bombs try some pipe bombs i and mean finally, i like the flamethrower shotgun method but sure pipe bombs will work pipe that's the best if you can get one if you're late game and you got a flamethrower mm-hmm. but pipe bombs will get the job done Malta, the, the humble molotov actually does a number on bloaters if you're struggling with True. them um also when ellie got the eye of the tiger and she decided no i'm going to try to to, to i'm going to try to save joel she went on a high-speed, methed-out, first-class tin palm monkey technique looting method. Mm-hmm. Just like, ev- just high, just every drawer flying open, every hand, sc- shit going everywhere. <laughs> uh, it's it, it, it's beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, show callbacks, about, too. I mean, the, there's, yeah? you know, the, the pun book, obviously, the Mortal right. Kombat game. That's how she knows right. all Melina's moves. Um. There was uh, she. She has ridden a horse before. Apparently, it was just a plastic horse on a carousel. I was going to say, I don't think you get. 
I don't. I've ridden both, and I don't think they're they're equivalent. But all right, I, I did wonder last episode. I think it was when she said she took the the flask from Joel and took a swig and was like, "Yeah, still gross." I did mm. wonder where she had had booze before. Looks like it was here. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how he gets how he got that like pre fall twenty year old bourbon or whatever. Trade all his tickets and then go. I guess, yeah, if you knew you're just going to punch out, you're just yeah. going to go and swallow pills. and. I guess so. Like a bad way to go. Seems like he's just throwing up and stuff. That's I don't know. It seems like I just, yeah. I just hate throwing up, man. I'd honestly rather die. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if you could do both, a Yeah, I guess. I guess. That's the whole, that's the whole idea. Um, <laughs> what else you got to talk about, or should we get to the instant talk part? Uh yeah, I want to see what the audience has to say. We got a whole ass other podcast we got to make on Tuesday. We got we got to save mm-hmm. some some stuff. Uh, all right, if uh, it's about time for the instant talk, if you're like, what does this instant talk? Uh, every Friday, every Saturday, every let me try one more time. Every Sunday night, we get here after the episode's over. Uh, there's a link on baldmove.com or patreon.com slash baldmove where people can go and join us, watch us record this thing live. See her mouth flapping, her lips flapping, and they can also flap their fingers into the text box on YouTube chat. And uh, we we uh, we consider that feedback. It's called the Instant Talk portion of the Instant Take podcast. It's exclusively for our club members. Go to support.baldmove.com if you want to figure out how to join the club and get ad-free feeds and a bunch of premius, 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 bonius, <laughs> audioist content. Uh, at support.baldmove.com. All right, instant talk time. 